0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Another Ramblings podcast. I'm your host Zoe or Zero, whichever you prefer. And today I have a guest. I have a guest, Kelsey. Say your name. Hi, I'm Kelsey. We're going to be talking about polyamory today. And I've got a couple of questions for Kelsey and we're going to get, just go through them as we go. Um, but I want to start off, how did you discover you were
1: polyamorous? Um. Yeah, so that's a great story. Um, I had been raised monogamously my whole life. Um, so grew up with you know parents who are monogamous and just kind of thinking that was the only way to do things and I was actually in a monogamous relationship with my husband at the time we had been married for two years together for seven and I met some friends online playing a stupid online game um, and one of them was in an open relationship and up until that point I kind of just always thought that open relationships were kind of like a thing you did before you broke up with your partner like I didn't think they were sustainable I didn't think they worked and then I met this person who'd been in an open relationship with his wife for 10 years and they'd been married for 20 and I was like wow so it is sustainable and so that was kind of I, it just really intrigued me so I started looking into it and doing all this research and I was laying in bed one day and I was like I said to my husband Hey, have you ever thought about dating other people? And he was like, "Yeah, I have." And I was like, "Huh." Okay, well, we should talk about this. So Good we, start. <laughs> yeah. So, so ultimately it just started with a conversation and um we talked for like 2 months about it and we were both pretty much on the same page. So, we were like, "Let's let's uh let's give this a try." So, we tried doing like an open relationship, which was just Um, predominantly like sexual only relationships. Um, We actually had a rule against forming emotional connections with people. We said no falling in love. You know, the second that you feel romantic feelings for someone, you have to end that relationship because we were, you know, raised monogamously and we were scared that if emotions came into it, then what did that mean for us? And just coincidentally around the same time I started feeling love feelings for a partner of mine and he started feeling love feelings for a partner of his so once again we were laying in bed and I was like hey babe um I think I'm feeling some love for this person and he's like okay yeah yeah me too and I was (laughs) like okay so does that make you love me any less and he's like no do you love me any less and I was like no, so it was kind of two months into this open journey where we realized we weren't really a fan of the sex only thing, and we both were a fan of deeper connections, and it kind of just evolved from there. Yeah,
0: that's that sounds lovely. That's a lovely way of describing it, especially like because like it just suddenly like clicks for you, yeah. Where you're like, oh, this is working. Like this is this is a possibility. We can do this. Yeah.
1: It was it was almost like once I realized it was a thing and that this was allowed, I guess. Um, I just kind of let my life go as I I let it evolve as it did. And that's just where I came to find myself.
0: Perfect. Well, next up, how did your relationship with yourself change? Oh, my
1: gosh. It I I am a totally different person today from when I was I've been polyamorous for five years now. And ultimately, I don't, like, I think they're all intertwined, but I I became polyamorous, and that's also kind of around the time that I started therapy. Um, I was also raised in a family where we didn't talk about mental health, and we didn't talk about therapy, and therapy was, like, not something you talked about. And so with polyamory, multiple relationships came complexity, and in order to combat that, I started therapy with, I did, we did couples therapy, and I did individual therapy. And so, it just it really allowed me to grow as a person and I don't know that I would have maybe necessarily found my way there if I didn't do the whole polyamory thing um so I've learned boundaries I've learned communication skills I've learned like I think my emotional intelligence has just blossomed and I think all of this has kind of been tied in with each other
0: I can imagine especially like emotional intelligence because you have to learn so much about yourself and you have to communicate so much more being in a polyamorous relationship because you have to be like is this okay is this okay and you just have to be very very open and very communicative which you don't necessarily have to be in a monogamous relationship
1: right I think and and having been in a in only monogamous relationships up to that point i would noticed that you kind of just get in this groove with this person at least for the relationships I had been in, you fall into this routine and you stop talking. And like you said, with polyamory, when you have multiple connections and multiple partners, communication is really the key to everything I've found. Um, when any problem arises at all, you just have to talk about it. And it seems so simple um, and it seems dumb, but honestly, it, it just all comes back to communicating definitely
0: definitely i can see that um how did your relationship with your family and friends change if it did at
1: all yeah so there've been friendships that have gotten a lot stronger and there've unfortunately been some close friendships that uh that have ended as a result so back 5 years ago we the first it started out it was like this taboo thing that we couldn't talk about and like, we slowly started telling friends about it. Because, I mean, you think about it, if you're in relationships with people, you want to share the highs and the joys and the excitement. And so keeping that a secret with just ourselves, it, it didn't last very long. So we had we had these two best friends who we'd been best friends with for a long time. It was another couple. And we told them. And we invited them out to a bar with us. And we're like, we have something to tell you guys. And they thought we were going to say we were pregnant. And we were not. <laughs> And so we told them about this new chapter in our relationship. And at first they were like, well, you know, if it makes you happy, that's great. And then a couple years later, it just, unfortunately it fell apart. And they just, they had the mentality that monogamy was the way to go. And that if we weren't monogamous, then we weren't, we shouldn't be dating each other. And it just, so there've been quite a, there's been a handful of friendships like that who have have negatively changed because of my relationship status um family i i've been blessed in that my i have one brother and him and his partner have been super supportive since day one um we we slowly started announcing it to people i'm really active in the theater community and this might or might not surprise you the more people in the theater community i told the more i was accepted (laughs) It's,
0: feel, that's the way that theater people are yeah
1: so I w- I felt really safe and really able to open up and be myself around uh, around those friends and honestly like those friendships all grew and blossomed even more um and then I started coming out to my family first to my brother and he was really supportive his partner was really supportive um my parents were the last were the last ones and that was really, really hard. I didn't think they would take it well. I was raised very conservative, very Christian, very monogamous, and I'd always had a really close relationship with my folks. And it just, it got to the point where I had to make a decision. It was like, like, do I keep hiding this part of myself because it's easier? Or do I just be myself and be open and be honest? And if that causes people to leave my life, then so be it. So mm-hmm. ultimately, it was a few years in. And at the, at the time, I had, I had this partner I'd been dating for two years. So there was this really important person in my life that I couldn't even, anytime my parents were like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? And I wanted to be like, I'm going out with my partner. Um, but I couldn't. So it just, it really weighed on me. Uh, so eventually I came out and I told them and they did not take it well at all. And like, I pretty much was disowned for about six months and that was really hard. But during that time, I, I reflected on it a lot and there was never a point where I regretted the decision to tell them. Um, that was kind of the last chunk of people who... I wanted to come clean to, and I, I, you know, it, it was hard, but it was fine. I was finally able to live my true authentic life and be myself with everyone. And so, um, it was really, really freeing. It was hard for, for a while, but it was, it was worth it. And six months later, they eventually, they came around. Um, so we're back to, that was in 2021. It's now 2024 and we are back to being okay. And they haven't met any of my other partners yet. It's still, we're taking baby steps, but I'm able to say I was with my partner and I, you know, this and that, and I'm I'm able to be open about myself and I don't have to lie and I don't have to say, "Oh, what are you doing this weekend? I'm hanging with a friend. No, I can be open and totally honest and say I'm with a partner and it's, it's been a lot better.
0: Yeah, I can imagine it's quite freeing to finally be able to be like, hey, I'm hanging out with my partner this weekend, yeah. like and being able to share that joy with your parents. Yeah. It's just, it must it must be so much nicer than before having to hide it from them. It
1: really is. And for a while my mom was like, "Well, I just don't understand why you have to be flaunting this to the world." And it's not about like flaunting who I'm with in the bedroom. It's not. It's about, you know, being at work and talking about your weekend with your coworkers and not being able to share huge chunks of your life so the fact that I'm just I'm open to literally everyone um unfortunately not a lot of polyamorous people have the freedom to be this open with it mm-hmm. um but yeah I I am and I feel very fortunate uh that I can be open in my job and I can be open in my friend groups and I can be open with my family and it just yeah my quality of life has much improved <laughs>
0: That's lovely. That's very lovely. Um, What would you say to your younger self? Like looking back on yourself now, what would you say to yourself?
1: I would say um, that you don't have to, you don't have to follow anyone's model of success except your own. And by that, I mean that growing up, I just, I always had this version in my mind of what successful Kelsey looked like. And that was getting straight A's and doing all the extracurriculars and going to college and getting married and having a family and in that order. And I just, I felt like everything I did in my life was to check off a box to get to this next level of what I thought society said success had to be. And now I'm 34, I am newly divorced and I'm not anywhere where I thought I would be, if, you know, if I was yeah. 18 and looking forward to where I saw myself at 34. And I I would just, I would say, you know, really look at your life and defi- take, take your life and define your own version of success. Throw away what society says you have to do. Throw away what your parents say you have to do and just reflect on what you want to do and what will make you happy. And I, that just... I think I would have been able to get to where I am today a lot sooner. I think I would still end up in the same spot. I think I just would have had a little less heartbreak.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe accepted <laughs> yourself a little sooner as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Um, what do you struggle with being polyamorous?
1: Ah, <sighs> so something that I've taken a lot of time to work on, but still is something that I struggle with. insecurities from time to time, Um, comparisons to other partners. So I'll always have partners who have other partners and try as I might I always end up comparing myself to them and you know I think that's just us as humans we always compare ourselves to our friends, to our peers, to our co-workers. Um, So that's one thing I struggle a lot with is comparing myself to my partner's partners and to that, I always have to remind myself that my partner is with me because I'm me, not because I'm someone else. And if I was exactly the same as their other partner, maybe they wouldn't be with me. So that's a hard thing I struggle with, but it's also something that I I work on. Um, I'd say jealousy is a big one. I've heard a lot of people say that you know polyamorous people are immune to jealousy, and I to that I say.
0: No, no, no. That's no. bogus.
1: <laughs> um, I think jealousy is, it's a complex human emotion, just like, you know, happiness and guilt and any other emotion. You can't help what you feel because that's your brain. And you're going to feel what you feel. And the key is working through all those things. So I'm pretty good now. Um, When I experience jealousy, I know what I need to work on and what I need to do, but it's still something that pops up. And I think that goes along with comparison. And I guess I would say the, the third thing is time management.
0: I can imagine. (laughs) When you have
1: multiple partners, um, and hobbies and whatever. And life. And the job, you know, yeah. And, and, and Baldur's Gate three, Um, (laughs) it's, you have to, you have to balance your schedule. And Google, Google calendar has been a godsend. Um, But just making time for my partners and making time for myself. There was, there's been a couple months where I had rehearsal four days a week. And so then I would schedule dates on all the other free days because I wanted to see my partners. And there were weeks I went without scheduling time for myself and I have learned that I do need to schedule in time for myself to just relax and gotta have
0: that balance yeah
1: so so time management is something that I'm constantly working on
0: D- definitely. I can definitely see that. Especially because when you have such a busy life and you're also polyamorous, it's like you need to keep up these relationships with other people. You need to have a life. You need to have a social life. You need to do work. You need to do so much more than what people are used to doing. So it's just it's it's so many more levels of complexity that you have to work with. <laughs> but anyways, um, this could be a difficult question or an easy question. Can you be a polyamorous person and still be in a monogamous relationship?
1: yes, i I believe that you can. Um, so i I think there's a misconception that uh, this might be taking this on a spin, but I think there's a misconception that if you're polyamorous, you have to have multiple partners all the time. and I'm in a lot of polyamory support groups on Facebook where poly people don't feel valid if they're only in one relationship and they struggle with the idea that like am i polyamorous if i'm only in a relationship with one person and i think so there's kind of two schools of thought out there with polyamory and identity. So there's one clump of people who think that polyamory is a choice, and there's one clump of people that think polyamory is ingrained in their identity, just as um, any sexual orientation would be. I'm in that school of thought, and I think that I'm polyamorous regardless of what partners I'm with. Mm -hmm. And so I think to answer your question, that if you're in the bucket of thought where you think that polyamory is part of your identity. I think that it's going to be your identity, no matter if you're in a monogamous relationship or if you're in, uh, just a relationship with one person. Um, I think, I think that as long as you're doing what makes you happy and you're being true to yourself, that the label doesn't really matter. And maybe Maybe being in a monogamous relationship with someone is working for you at this point in your life and years down the road, it doesn't work anymore or, you know, vice versa. Maybe being in 50 relationships today is working and then five years from now, you just want to be in a relationship with one person.
0: Yeah. So it doesn't make you any less polyamorous. Right.
1: I think you are what you are. And regardless of how many partners you have today at this moment, for me, i'm polyamorous no matter what
0: i love that that's so true (laughs) um is there a difference between an open relationship and a polyamorous one
1: so i a lot of people have different definitions of this so i'll share my definition to me if someone says they're in an open relationship that is going to mean that it's probably just a sexual relationship um and if they're in a polyamorous relationship to me that means that romantic feelings are allowed um i think they're both under the big umbrella of ethical non-monogamy um but typically when i've met people who have said they're open they've just been looking for sex only connections and typically when i've met polyamorous p- people on dating sites who say they're polyamorous it's been people searching for full-fledged relationships and I think both are valid I think both are great I think it depends on what you're looking for I've had partners that I've had sex only connections with and I've had partners that I've had sex and romance with you know so it just to me that's that's the defining character is that if if there's the romantic portion added in then it's polyamorous nice
0: How has your perspective on dating changed now that you're, you know, that you're polyamorous?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so back before I was polyamorous, I, I think I was less picky than I am now. Um, I mean, now that now that I'm not dating, I I did a lot of dating when I was single and monogamous so that I wouldn't be single. Yeah. Um I just, you know, I hated being single and I would I would try and get in relationships and just just so that I I wasn't alone. And now it's kind of like I will make time for the people who are worth my time. Mm-hmm. And I I have people in my life and I have partners who are high quality, great partners who I've had in my life for years. And maybe we only see each other a couple times a year. Maybe we see each other twice a week. Um, and so dating for me, I'm not dating because I am trying to fill any gaps and I'm trying to fill any holes. Um, if, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. You're dating basically to Kind of
1: just find fulfillment, I yes. Guess. To to meet new connections, to to meet intriguing people, and and yeah, I guess it's mostly to make new connections. Yeah, and not necessarily to fill a hole in your life. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes they turn into relationships, and sometimes it's like, "Hey, you're an awesome person, uh, but I don't, I don't see this going anywhere." That actually just happened to me. So. Yeah. But it doesn't, you know. It's it's cool because meeting other polyamorous people, it's, everyone is different. And so everyone has a different experience to offer.
0: Yeah. Next question. How do you meet like-minded people?
1: Also a great question. (laughs) Um, most of my polyamorous friends, um, partners, what have you, have come from online, specifically from, um, ENM, which is ethically non-monogamous friendly sites, support groups, dating sites, what have you. Um, Occasionally there have been like meetups that have been put on by different ENM friendly groups. I have, I have a very, very close knit group of polyamorous girlfriends. There's five of us and they're my best friends and we all met at an event. So, um, I highly recommend if anyone's out there in poly to like get out there and just go to events, not even to meet partners, sometimes you'll meet your best friends. Yeah. you know. So it it is very targeted. You like I have had to 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 tailor my looking to ENM specific sites and groups and what have you. Um I don't think I've ever met other like poly or enm people just out in the wild it's difficult (laughs) it's
0: very difficult (laughs) you definitely have to find the places where the communities are and kind
1: of insert yourself into them
0: um what are people's first reactions when you tell them that you're polyamorous
1: um so that changes based on how the information comes out Mm. so if I've found that like, if I just like am open and talking about it, so I was just in a show and, you know, with a ton of new people who didn't know me um, and I'm just talking to a friend about, Oh, my partner and his wife. And like, if people just hear me talking about it, then it's like, Oh, that's just, that's just part of Kelsey. And, and it's just like, that's a part of me that people accept if, if, if it's something I talk about like and we're just meeting each other um and if so at like work scenarios so people who've known me for a long time I feel like once once I like open up and like share this part of my life whereas like this person has known me that but they haven't known this side of my life before um that's when it's a little bit different sometimes they're like oh, like, sometimes there's that shock factor. Like, yeah. is, is that allowed? And it's like, <laughs> I get it, because when I first learned about it, I also didn't know if that was allowed. So um, I've, I've experienced the whole spectrum of emotions where people are shocked um, to, like, people just being like, oh, okay, cool, nice, solid, that girl's polyamorous. Yeah,
0: like, cool. Like, I don't have to think about it anymore yeah, than that. Yeah. Like, I can just accept it <laughs> for not what a, it is. It's not a
1: thing, it's just who she is. Exactly. You
0: know? <laughs> Um, what would you say to someone who has just found out that they are polyamorous?
1: I would say do your research, do your homework. Um, there are so many great resources out there. One of my favorite blogs is Amory. They've been around forever. Uh, that's one of my favorite blogs that I go to anytime I'm stuck. They pretty much have an episode on any topic you could think of. Um, there's a ton of books out there. I have my own blog on it. Um, so the the resources are endless. Um, I would say that it's a no-brainer that you're going to experience some hard, icky emotions. And you just have to work through them and you have to put in the hard work. Um, I don't think I've ever put in so much work on hard, icky emotions as since I was polyamorous. Yeah. Um, so and ultimately I'm a stronger person because of it because then these are emotions that pop up in friendships too and you know I had done a lot of work on jealousy with partners and then one of my best friends got a better part than me in a musical and I had jealousy and I was like hey I know how to deal with this I
0: recognize this yeah! emotion <laughs>
1: so, so it's like it's it it helps you in other aspects of your life too but I think I think it's more blatantly obvious when it's pertaining to romantic emotions, you know, it it's more blaring. So you're going to experience some hard stuff. Just know that that's normal. It doesn't mean you're a weak person. It doesn't mean that you're not meant to be polyamorous. It just means that you're going to have to put in some work. Um, I say go to therapy, find a find an ENM friendly therapist. That was key. I went through three, three therapists before I found the guy that I have been going to for years now. Um, I started with non, I I just started with a random therapist who was, you know, in my insurance plan, didn't realize I needed to search for someone specifically ENM friendly, but that, that was a game changer. Um, and just, you know, take time for yourself and let yourself feel all the emotions. There's going to be a lot of happy emotions. There's going to be a lot of hard emotions. Um, but if, if you think this is who you are, then stick with it. And I think that in a year from where you are today, you'll look back and things will be a lot easier.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. And finally promote yourself.
1: What have you got out in the world that people should check out? (gasps) Yes. So I am the author of the blog, the polyamorous com, And I write a lot of articles about polyamory it is kind of my target audience is two groups of people it's for my monogamous friends who are just curious about the types of things that polyamorous folks have to deal with and also for polyamorous folks dealing with polyamorous struggles so it's it's a good blog for for both monogamous and polyamorous folks Uh, again that's the com uh i'm on tiktok wombat Kels,
0: and yeah well thank you so much for chatting with me today this has been very very fun Yay. love chatting um but anyways thank you all for listening i hope you listen to the next episode and i hope you enjoyed this one i love you bye Mwah.